0: Gratitude as a lifestyle. First Thessalonians, you can turn your Bibles or you can write it down. First Thessalonians 5, 16. It says, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. It says to give thanks in all circumstances. No matter what, we're going to be a thankful people. No matter what, we're going to be a grateful people. We're going to give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in you. What is the will of God? For us to what? What did I just, what did I just read? To give thanks. Yes, in all circumstances. So we're going to first define gratitude. Gratitude is much more than just being thankful. It's much more than just being thankful. When, when It is when your thankfulness is identified and when it is shown. It's when you acknowledge, recognize, and appreciate. When you acknowledge, recognize, and appreciate all that is around you, which creates gratitude in you. We are called to live in gratitude regardless of the circumstances. We're called. As believers, we're called to live in gratitude. Not just be grateful when some blessing comes our way, it's easy to be grateful when a blessing comes your way but we're called to literally live in gratitude at all times it's a choice say it's a choice we're called to take time to appreciate and give attention to the blessings that are all around us there are blessings that he showers you with they're all around you if you were to take notice And take time to elaborate on those blessings and to literally praise him for everyone that comes to your mind. You will see gratitude start to well up within your heart. You will start learning how to live in gratitude and not just be thankful when something good comes. Because there's a difference. There is a difference. Gratitude is having an appreciation for what you have instead of always reaching for something new in hopes that that's going to bring you satisfaction. You're always trying to reach for something you don't have, but you actually already have everything you need for life and godliness in the word of God, right? Or restated, gratitude is focusing on being appreciative for what you have instead of focused on what you don't. 1 Samuel 12, 24 says, fear the Lord. Serve him in truth. With all your heart, consider what great things he has done for you. With all your heart, consider. With all your heart, don't focus on what you don't have or the difficulty or the trial or the heartache or the whatever, the lack. With all your heart, consider what he has done, what he has done for you. Are you reading it with me? Only fear the Lord and serve him in in truth with all your heart how do you serve the lord with all your heart how do you live in truth when you consider what great things he has done for you we have to consider what great things he's already done instead of being ungrateful children and always wanting something else and something more what about being grateful in what you do have and then knowing that our good good father wants to lavish you with more because he sees a heart of gratitude it's like a parent or or a grandparent that wants to give their child or their grandchild a gift, but when they're acting very, uh, when when they're just being selfish or greedy, is does your heart well up to give them more, even though you wanted to give them more? No, actually you don't. But it's the same with us when we focus on Lord. Yeah, this is painful. I don't understand why this is happening. But I choose to shift my focus. I choose to give you praise. I choose to consider all the blessings you've already given me. I choose to consider it and be thankful. Does anybody hear what I'm saying tonight? You will go a long way if you heed this teaching tonight. Samuel was addressing Saul at his coronation in this scripture, 1 Samuel 12. Samuel understood that you know, God can bring redemption and he does bring redemption to areas that men have brought disaster because of wrong heart motives. So we are to cultivate a heart of gratitude. In order to cultivate a heart of gratitude, we must focus on these three words. Choose, which I already told you. Choose, acknowledge, and express, okay? Choose, acknowledge, and express. Number one, gratitude begins with choosing a grateful mindset. We need to have our mindset on being grateful. Train yourself to focus on what is good instead of negativity or lack, okay? Right at the beginning of your day is when it starts. Right when the alarm goes off is when it starts. To choose this day whom you are going to Serve, right? Right at the beginning of your day when your alarm goes off. Instead of, oh my gosh, I can't believe it's time to get up. Right? Oh no, I'm too tired to get up. How about, thank you Lord for another day. It starts right at the beginning and for some it's a reprogram- reprogramming of our minds but we are supposed to literally transform our thinking renew our thinking by the word of god how about saying lord thank you for another day thank you for another opportunity to praise you thank you for another opportunity to serve you no matter what the most grateful person will never ever 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 be brought down by any circumstance if that person remains grateful in their heart no outside situation can affect you if you guard your heart and keep it grateful. Am I making sense? Yes. And can, is there room for improvement? Yes. Absolutely. All the time. So a, a grateful heart is simply choosing your emotional response. The power is in your hands, right, to do this. Matthew six twenty one says, wherever your treasure is, there your heart will also be we always think about that verse when it comes to tithing it is far far more than just tithing this verse is not just about giving this verse is talking about where is your heart's focus what is your heart full of where your treasure is there your heart will also be so choosing that's number one choosing a grateful mindset number two To develop a habit of gratefulness or gratitude, we are to acknowledge the why. You can choose to be grateful, right? But you need to acknowledge to yourself the why. I am grateful because. You need to literally express to yourself why you're grateful. Give it a name. Speak forth the sentence. You want to know why some of you are stuck and you, and you just can't see. You, I am thankful. I am thankful. It's not working because you are not verbalizing your praise. It's not coming out of your mouth. You're thinking it, but your thinking quickly, quickly diminishes because whatever you speak is what you continually think about because you heard it now with your ears and you heard it with your spirit man. There is power when you verbalize it, verbalize your thanksgiving and you're speaking this to the Lord. You're thanking him and you're speaking to yourself. I am grateful because I know that the Lord is with me. I am grateful because I know that his mercies are new every morning. I am grateful because I had a really good conversation with this individual. Whatever it might be, but give it, express it, you know, thoroughly, like speak it out, right? Colossians 3.15 says, let the peace of Christ rule in your heart and be thankful. Let the peace, let the peace of Christ, let the peace of God rule in your heart. It is to rule. We are called to let the peace of God rule. Not something else. Not, I'm disappointed, I'm frustrated, I'm agitated, I'm, 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 I'm. No, we're called to let, the peace of God rule. Some of you wonder why God is not doing something for you. And the reason it's not manifested yet is because God is waiting for you to let go of the reins. Amen. Consistency in trying to get what you want in the way that you want it is keeping you from getting what you want. I don't want to have a heart that keeps the goodness of God away from me because of my own doing, my own stubbornness. No, no. Willful desires. Let the peace of Christ rule. What are you letting rule? Let the peace of Christ rule where? In your, in your heart. In your heart. Hallelujah. Number three, along with choosing and all, along with acknowledging gratitude, we must express our gratitude to others. Okay? When we verbalize it, we share, you know, appreciation. We share our heartfelt, right? And now we're doing this unto others. We're intentional, we must be intentional, amen? So we're, when we do this, we're literally cultivating a spirit of excellence and that's what we are called to do and to walk in, a spirit of excellence. You're called to walk in a spirit of excellence. You're called to, remember now, you, you set the bar everywhere you go. You're, you're called to literally be that blessing For other people be the best version of you you're called to do this you're called to walk into a situation walk in at work fully prepared knowing that you're fully anointed knowing that the Holy Spirit in you is fully at work and you're listening again you're sensitive you're listening to him constantly that's called relationship that's called a a walk that is a walk of intimacy and when you do this, there you will be that change agent anywhere you are at. People will start to start to change because why? Because they see that we're not talking about positivity. We're not talking about the po- power of positive thinking. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about just things like that that, you know, the world will label, you know, it's good to be positive, but I'm talking about recognizing your gratefulness and your gratitude because of what the Lord has done, speaking that to yourself, and being one that's going to speak it out to somebody else, and, you know, give that compliment. Give that, not in a place of flattery, but in a way that says, I am so grateful, I can't help, but, but speak this to you. It's what we do in worship, It's what we do in worship. We'll sing the same phrase over and over and over. Why? Because we love him and we can't help but tell him. Right? It's it's not something that we have to, you know, just conjure up. It's it's a natural flow. It's a natural outpouring. The most grateful people. That's what he wants. He wants us to be the most grateful people because we have the spirit of God. If you're focused on what you don't have, you're never going to be the most grateful people that God wants you to be because your focus is off. Got to have the focus right. Choosing and acknowledging the first two steps is for us. And the last step, expressing, that's what you do outwardly. So, The first two, it's what happens on the inside of us. We choose, choose a mindset of joy, choose. We choose gratitude, right? The second step is acknowledging I'm joyful because, I'm thankful because, I am grateful because. Those two are what we do for ourselves. And when we do this unto ourselves, I mean, you're doing it to the Lord as well, but I'm saying this is not, I'm not telling you to go around everybody, I'm grateful because, I'm thankful because, you know, but to yourself. And you do this now all of a sudden you're changing on the inside you're changing you're becoming a grateful person and when you become that grateful person full of gratitude now you're going to go forth and it's a natural outpouring it's a natural flow now it's outward because it's inward right matthew 13 16 says but blessed are your eyes for they see and your ears for they hear which means there is potential for, for times for your eyes to not to see and your ears to not to hear. Blessed, blessed are your eyes for they see and your ears for they hear. That's Matthew 13:16. But in verse 23, a couple of scriptures down, you will be positioned if you do this, if you have that heart of gratitude, you will, you will see, you will hear what others miss, right? But if you do that, verse 23 is yours. You can claim verse 23 if you're active in verse 16. Verse 16, you can claim that your eyes see what others don't. Your ears hear what others don't. If you do that, you can claim verse 23, which means you're positioned. Say, I'm positioned to receive. I'm positioned to a hundredfold, sixtyfold, thirtyfold. It will be added unto me. It's your reward. It's your reward. 100-fold, 60-fold, 30-fold, it's going to be added unto you. It's your reward. Hallelujah. But, you know, you do need to be mindful of the negative Nellies, and they're all around. <laughs> they're every- not everyone wants to practice gratitude, just kind of heads up. It's a personal choice. But it's okay. You're not in charge. You don't need to be responsible for them. Joshua 24, 15 says, Choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. We're choosing for ourselves. We're going to choose wisely. So I'm going to choose wisely. I'm choosing wisely. Amen. Benefits to living in gratitude. Well, the most important, in my mind, the most important benefit in living in gratitude is because we please God when we do that. And everything that we do, we want to please God. Right? No matter what, we want to please him. We want our lives to please him. We want to please him when we're awake. We want to please him when we sleep. We want to please him all the time. It's not because we're trying to, you know. It's not a work of the flesh. It's an expression of what he has done within us. Now it's just pouring out. So we want to please him. So what are some of the benefits? Well, number one, you know, we get to please him. Psalm 103 and verse 1 and 2 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me bless his holy name bless the Lord oh my soul and forget not all of his benefits the Lord has benefits and it says and the word says you are to say, bless the Lord, O my soul. You are to speak to your soul and say, soul, you are blessed. Soul, you are blessed. I speak blessings over you. Bless the Lord, O my soul. I'm going to bless the Lord. Soul, you're going to now bless the Lord. You are blessed because you're blessing the Lord. Soul, you're going to receive all of his benefits, not just a few of them. And when you read through that Psalms, powerful, powerful Psalm. Many of the benefits of the Lord. So, when gratitude is, is ingrained in us, and it does need to be ingrained, when gratitude is ingrained in us, it positions us for emotional, mental, physical, relational, spiritual, all kinds of success, every kind of success. Amen? Amen. But right now, I want to focus on the joy that is produced when you live in gratitude and the effects that it has on your health. When you live in gratitude, there's joy, is a natural byproduct of living in gratitude. It's joy, the joy of the Lord. But that has an effect on your health. And so there's a, there's a, a few scriptures and Proverbs that I've, I've chosen for us tonight. The first one is Proverbs 17, 22. Proverbs 17, 22 says, a merry heart doeth good like medicine, but a broken spirit Dries up the bones. A merry heart doeth good like medicine. A cheerful heart is like taking medicine without the negative side effects, that is. A cheerful heart will heal you. That's what this is saying. A cheerful or a merry heart. Is like taking medicine, right? It's healing your body like only He can do because medicine has its side effects. But a broken spirit dries up the bones. Don't let your spirit be broken, it dries up the bones, right? Proverbs 12 25. Anxiety in the heart of man causes depression. Did you know that? Did you know the scripture? Proverbs 12 25. Anxiety in the heart of man causes depression. But a good word makes it glad. Don't wait for someone else to give you that good word. You give yourself that good word. You open up your Bible and you read every good word. And you let that good word literally heal your body, heal your mind, and set you free. Everybody's always waiting for somebody else to do for them. Well, God, surely God says, I've already provided it for you. It's in my word. Open it, speak it, read it, believe it. Anxiety in the heart of man causes depression, but a good word makes it glad. Now go one step further. You can be that good word spoken for somebody else. Start with you, but then be that good word spoken for somebody else. Because you live in gratitude, you have something to give. People that don't have nothing to give except for negativity, and who wants that? Yeah. Proverbs 15, 13. A merry heart makes a cheerful countenance, but by sorrow, the heart of the spirit is broken. So again, this is very similar to Proverbs 17, right? Yeah. A merry heart makes a cheerful countenance. Glory to God, glory to God. How? Do you have your heart? How does your heart become merry? By speaking that good word. Who is in charge of speaking that good word? You. Every one of you. We are. And people, well, I have depression. And it's in my family bloodline. And I have anxiety. It's just fear, guys. It's just fear. And it's in my bloodline. It may be in your bloodline. And it may be something that you have struggled with. And I'm not trying to, you know, belittle it or anything. Because we all have had things that we have struggled with that God has raised us up, healed us, and brought us forth. But there has to come a point in time where we realize the word is truly enough. And it is the word of God that is going to make you glad. But you need to get the word of God on the inside of you. Or you're just going to go from place to place, church to church. Meeting after meeting, conference after conference, this person to that person, this person to that person, and you're going to have the same old excuse. They couldn't help me. They weren't able. That's right. Because sometimes you need to get up and help yourself. Sometimes you need to get up and literally speak the word and say the word says, therefore, it's mine and I'm receiving it. Do you see what I'm saying? I'm trying to empower you right now to actually live the godly walk. The godly lifestyle. And it's simple. When you have an attitude of gratitude and you realize the word is so strong in you because you place it there, there's nothing that God can't help you with or that he hasn't already equipped you to walk through and see the victory. Proverbs 15:15 15, 15 says, "All the days of the afflicted are evil." But he who is of a merry heart has a continual feast. So listen to this verse. I'm going to repeat it. All the days of the afflicted, you're not the afflicted one. You're not. The, all the days of the afflicted are evil. This is not your camp. Unless you place yourself there, of course. It's not what God desires for you. All the days of the afflicted are evil, but he who is of a merry heart has a continual feast. In the face of evil, in the face of adversity, you are having a continual feast. In the face of trials, persecution, all kinds of, uh, you know, things that are spoken of, reported, even worldwide, you are literally experiencing a continual feast. Is this not the word of the Lord? How many truly believe this? Well, because we're going to receive what we believe. We're going to receive. And some people want to be stuck on believing what they feel instead of what's true. And they receive exactly what they believe. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to bring you up higher right now. I'm trying to help you understand there's power in one word of God to set you free and to literally transform your life. Now, we know this scripture is a very popular scripture, Proverbs, Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit, right? We know that we speak that one a lot, and it needs to be mentioned in this list because it goes perfectly with what I'm trying to explain and what I'm bringing forth tonight. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. That's your tongue, our tongue, right? So speak life, speak life. If I was to tell you how many times I spoke life over this individual's, life, over her body, over the atmosphere. It was many times, over and over and over, because there was that much opposition over and over and over. There, there, there was that, that amount of obstacles and just, you know, in the spirit realm. So you keep on keeping on. Proverbs fourteen thirty says, a sound heart, which means a peaceful heart, is life to the body, but envy, which is jealousy, rots the bones. So if you have... Problems with arthritis, you may check to see, am I jealous? Because it says envy, which is jealousy, rots the bones. There's issues going on with your bones. It might be something you need to take to the Lord. Say, Lord, is there any, I'm not saying it's not always, it's not the only reason, but it might be the reason that you are struggling with something. We just read it in the scripture. Now it's your job to take this scripture, take it to prayer, and ask the Lord. Show me, Lord. Is there jealousy, is there envy? It's my bones, there's, there's deterioration, there's something going on. There's inflammation, there's something going on. Ask him, shows you, you repent. The word will set you free. Yes. When you take the word to heart, it sets you free. So this is a good word. So a healed body is a, and a healed mind are literally byproducts of a grateful heart. They're literally byproducts. Did you know that just by being grateful and having a heart of gratitude that your whole body could benefit, your health will benefit just by being grateful? That's Pretty powerful because the, the power is in us. Paul said in Philippians 4, through 13, for I have learned in whatever state I am in to be content. How many of you love that scripture? I love that scripture. It says, for I have learned. That means in the beginning it was difficult. That means he had to overcome some things, but God was with him. And God is with us. He'll help us overcome whatever we need to overcome. He'll learn. He'll teach us things that we need to to know. I have learned in whatever state I am in to be content. I know how to be abased. I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We have that last part memorized. Right before that, right before the I can do all things through Christ, who strengthens me, Paul is in literally listing listening here. I have learned to be content. It is so good to learn to be content. So good. We we get to be content. We're grateful. God loves a grateful person. When he sees a grateful person, he wants to pour out more. And if you're a parent, you know what I'm talking about. So make it your mission to count it all joy and to abound in thanksgiving. Colossians 2.7 says, be rooted and be built up in whom? In him. Yeah, in Christ. So be rooted and be built up in him and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Hallelujah. We're going to be rooted, and we're going to be built up in him as we have been taught. Abounding, not just a little bit of thanksgiving. It says abounding in thanksgiving. Abounding in thanksgiving. So as you listen to this message, where are you at? You don't need to say it out loud, but where are you at? Because you just heard this message. Now you are accountable to do something with it. When you don't hear, you don't know, you're not accountable. But you are accountable now. Every single one of you that just heard this message, you are accountable. Now, what you do with what you are accountable to do is going to determine your life. It's going to determine your tomorrows. It's going to determine what quality of life. It's going to determine whether you walk in joy or whether you walk in misery. God's not giving you misery. You're choosing it. What are you going to do with the message that was just delivered? That's between you and the Lord.